Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Bill Handel here. It's Thursday, November 3rd. Cold uh, cold snap is coming. Uh, some of the news that we're covering, and I mean, a lot of people are paying attention. No one won last night's uh, $1.2 billion Powerball uh, power, uh, jackpot. So it'll be $1.5 billion on Saturday, if not more. But we're getting more and more information about what happened at the Pelosi home in San Francisco when Paul Pelosi was attacked and came very close to being killed uh, by a madman, a crazy guy. Um, But uh, it's not just a crazy guy. There are nothing but political overtones on this one. We're getting more information. First of all, we know that there were security cameras in place and they were uh, running. They were active and it was a live feed uh, to the U.S. Capitol Police. Now, it gets kind of interesting because the Capitol Police are responsible for the security of Nancy Pelosi, even when she is in her house in San Francisco. And uh, so it's not the local police that have the monitoring. It's the Capitol Police, but no one was paying attention to it uh, because all of their attention is diverted to protecting her when she is in Washington, for example. She is the protectee. Not Paul Pelosi, her husband. So uh, that is one issue that is being looked at. Go, oh, we got to change that one, don't we? And uh, after reports that uh, in the Times and other outlets uh, that a security free uh, feed uh, did exist, uh, the Capitol Police said the cameras are used to actively monitor her when she is there. And they were not even being looked at. And here's what happened. It's such a wild story. Officials in Washington noticed the problem. Now they're looking at this feed uh, from the home only when they saw police car lights in the video. Someone looks at the video feed and go, oh, there are police cars all over the place. Uh, They're there around her house. And then they start looking and paying attention and getting on the phone and go, oops, there's a problem. By the way, that's not to say that Capitol Police screwed up on this one. Uh, because, um, you know, and I don't know, does someone watch? Is that part of the monitoring at her house as well as uh, other uh, people that the uh, Capitol Police are also support supposed to pr- protect? I mean, that's a lot of people. So I'm not necessarily saying they did anything wrong. So they figure out something's wrong uh, when the police uh, show up and all the police lights are uh, outside and they're blinking and horns are going off, et cetera. 
And now there was a local police car that was kept parked in front of the house after January 6th or kept down the street, uh, but that had been pulled uh, sometime last year. So there's going to be an argument is why wasn't there a car there? Uh, because that had been pulled and things had calmed down, we thought, or they thought. Now, also, uh, just before the attack, uh, a private security guard noticed there was a man dressed in all black walking with a backpack near Pacific, uh, the Pacific Heights home of Pelosi, big house, around 2 a.m. That happened to be David uh, DePape, or DePap, uh, and he had the bag containing zip ties, uh, rope, and a hammer inside the bag. All right, so we know who it is. Why didn't the guy call the police? You got a local security guard seeing a guy dressed all in black walking up and down the street uh, in um, at 2 a.m. carrying a backpack. I would call the police. I think there was a failure there uh, because uh, the police would have shown up. Uh, you have the right to, of course, have a backpack and walk around. And he had a hammer and zip ties in the backpack. Uh, you certainly have a right to do that. But I got to tell you, when the police see you doing that and you're, they're speaking to you at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're not leaving that conversation and going in and attacking someone inside of a house. David DePape goes, breaks into the house, takes a hammer, the hammer, and uh, shatters a window and then opens the door. Uh, and we don't know if there was an alarm in the house or not. I can't imagine there wasn't. A house like that, I mean, this is several million dollars, and you have to assume that there are some um, some valuables in there. I mean, not expecting a political attack like that. Maybe yes, maybe no. So the uh, pap goes upstairs, wakes up Paul Pelosi in his bedroom, and Paul Pelosi somehow is able to grab a phone and surreptitiously make a phone call to 911, having a, an innocuous conversation uh, with the 911 operator uh, who quickly realizes something was wrong. She's the real hero here. And she calls the police immediately. They come out. Cop uh, now uh, knocks on the door. What's going on? At some point, it's a little bit confusing. Were they downstairs? Were they still upstairs? But what is not confusing is uh, the fight that ensued between DePap and Paul Pelosi. They're fighting over the hammer that DePap brought in. And while the cop was watching, DePap is able to wrest away the hammer and uh, then hit Paul Pelosi in the head, and as the cop described it, with full force. I mean, he took a hammer to Paul Pelosi's head, scratch, uh, fracturing his skull, and for the next three minutes, Paul Pelosi is on the ground, unconscious, in a pool of his own blood. And uh, three minutes later, he he regained uh, uh, consciousness, and uh, thank goodness, looks like he's going to be okay. He underwent surgery. He has uh, some uh, defense wounds. His arm was broken. Uh, some of the bones were shattered as he was holding his uh, hands up to defend himself. Somewhere during the fight, but it looks like he's going to be uh, okay. Then uh, they, and the other thing I want to add is as Paul Pelosi is being woken up by DePap, DePap keeps on asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? 
And that's chilling because that's exactly what was said uh, by some of the crowd in January 6th as they were roaming up and down the hall, especially out in the lobby of the Capitol building. And you heard, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Chilling uh, coincidence, to say the least. So what ends up happening is uh, at that point, the cop uh, immediately subdues DePap. And he starts talking immediately. Uh, he said, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm acting alone. Uh, the investigators start talking to him. He doesn't lawyer up. He doesn't say I'm not saying anything. He uh, revealed. He said outright. Uh, he had planned to kidnap Nancy Pelosi, break her kneecaps, uh, calling her the leader of the pack of lives told by the Democratic Party. And then he explained. Uh, that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which uh, would show other members of Congress that there were consequences to their actions. And these are a quote, according to uh, Dork uh, Court documents uh, that were filed. Uh, I came here to have a little chat with his wife. I really didn't want to hurt him, but, you know, this was a suicide mission. But at the same time, he said that Nancy Pelosi was only one of this hit list that he had. He was going to go after other people, too, local politicians, judges, uh, a local professor. So that's kind of, you know, contradictory. I came here. I've got all these other people on the list that I'm going to kill uh, or I'm going to kidnap after Nancy Pelosi. But I'm here on a mission, a uh, suicide mission. All right. Go figure. Um, so I, the question is, uh What's going to happen now? And what went wrong? Well, my question is about uh, that. Well, first of all, that feed to the uh, Capitol Police. Uh, at this point, they're not responsible for protecting family members of uh, those in uh, seniority. And uh, the reason why Nancy Pelosi is so important, she's not only the speaker, but she's also in direct succession to the presidency. She's third in line to the presidency of the United States. And then uh, the president pro tem of the Senate is in line to the presidency. So these people get security. Also, uh, you got uh, the leadership of uh, the House and the Senate get security, but doesn't extend to family members. And so now the conversation is, should it extend to family members? Well, if it does, it's going to be spouses and kids, isn't it? And is security 24 hours? Yeah. Yeah. How far does security go? 535 members of Congress and the Senate. Cabinet members, Secretary of State gets security already. Uh, does the Secretary of Commerce get security? I don't think so. Does the Postmaster General get security? He gets all the free stamps he wants, but does he get security? I don't think so. By the way, I don't think he gets free stamps. There are some people who get franking privileges, which are kind of nuts. Uh, that's free post. That's free postage for the rest of their lives. That's a great historical little uh, side bit that I want to. I'd love to share with you at some point. Franking privileges. Go figure that one out. So, are things going to change? Yeah, they're going to have to. They are going to have to. So now, uh, you've got. Well, how about this? I mean, the cost. Let's say someone has three kids, four kids. And these are grown children because members of Congress, of course, uh, are not 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds with small kids. 
So you've got adult kids for the most part, and they have children. So does it go to grandkids? Now, my understanding of the way the Secret Service works is that when a president is out of office, he or she gets full-time Secret Service uh, protection. There's a full Secret Service detail that protects the ex-president. Does that extend to family members? I don't think it does. Certainly sitting presidents, there's no issue. Man, that extends to everybody around a sitting president. Children, not necessarily grandchildren. Uh, I don't even know about uh, siblings of the president. Uh, But the protection only goes so far. And the problem is in this day and age, uh, how far should it go? go? Well, it's unlimited. That's the problem. Uh, Security has to be unlimited. And are we willing to spend the money? Do we have the resources? Nine hundred nine nine thousand six hundred and twenty five threats against members of Congress and their families last year. Triple since uh, 1916 or yeah, 1916, 2016. Wow, that was a while ago since 2016. Mm. Uh, so uh, this story is going to uh, is going to play out. There's a lot going there, too. Now, uh Natural gas, I mean, is something that uh, we all, we deal with. As a matter of fact, our houses are heated with gas here in Southern California. As a matter of fact, our air conditioning is, uh, in fact, uh, based on natural gas going into uh, our furnaces, which are then turned around and uh, become air uh, or air conditioning. In the East, it's all oil-based, right? They just fill their bunkers, whatever, with oil. Here, it's all natural gas. And here's the problem with gas. Uh California uh, has put into motion uh, the plan to phase out natural gas use in homes. Done. Uh, Matter of fact, there are already 50 cities and towns have regulations uh, that ban or limit gas hookups in new buildings. There will be no gas. You won't be able to have a gas furnace. You will not be able uh, to have any kind of a gas hookup. So that means electricity. Or it means something else. So Southern California Gas, SoCal Gas, the largest utility in the country, is trying to reinvent itself because it's not an electrical company that, for example, still going to produce electricity, which uh, it's going to do by uh, transitioning over doing alternative energy. What the gas company does is sell gas. That's it. And it's going to be made illegal. They're effectively going to be put out of business. You're done. We're shutting down the business. It's going to happen over the course of decades, but uh, obviously this has to be a, uh, a slow transition. So SoCal Gas and other gas companies uh, across the country, gas utilities, have to figure out, you know, we've got to reinvent ourselves. I mean, there's a challenge here and a big one. Uh, so... Whatever source of gas or energy that will replace it is going to require billions of dollars. Uh, Now, maybe they can use the same pipelines that they have. Keep in mind, it's just, I mean, it's a huge infrastructure. And what do they do? Okay, let's figure out something that we can do with just even our existing pipelines. So we don't have, these are assets that we're just not going to leave. And so the answer may be hydrogen gas. Hydrogen that then becomes a gas, which is then piped, and hydrogen fuel, it's called green hydrogen, 
doesn't emit carbon when it's burned. I mean, it does nothing. All it does is release water vapor. And it's about as clean as it gets. The problem is delivering it is not so easy. There is no infrastructure. It's expensive to produce. There isn't a widespread market for it. So can you imagine you've got the gas company going away from gas, let's say moving to hydrogen, has to create a market for the hydrogen. I mean, this is no small stuff. Now, uh, under the Inflation Reduction Act, a lot of it had to do with the environment. There's money in it uh, for engineering. There's money in it for research. So at least there's going to be some federal money. But that still doesn't mean it's not going to cost a fortune. But here is what California has done under Newsom. It is now we have to, state has to achieve carbon neutrality by 2045. Of course, the first state in the United States uh, to ban the sale of uh, gas furnaces and, uh, of course, the first one to go for carbon neutrality. And so the California Public Utilities Commission, which controls uh, all of the utilities, including SoCal Gas, uh, has said it needs it needs to rethink the way it collects revenue, uh, the gas companies, uh, especially as core customers are using less gas. Because what's going to end up happening, we're using fewer and fewer furnaces, et cetera, because we're going to go, we're, they're going out of business. So the revenues from the utilities go down, and there is a, 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 an effort here to just eliminate the gas company as we know it. So right now, um, all the California's large gas utilities have plans to blend hydrogen into the gas system. Let's start with the blending system. Uh, that sounds great, except you can't go more than 5% of hydrogen into gas. Uh, so it makes it, uh, it makes it work in terms of uh, using existing pipelines. So that is years off. So... Uh, SoCal Gas understands uh, they want to achieve net uh, zero emissions neutrality by 2045. Uh, can they do it? We don't know. The state wants it 2035. They're going to say give us till 2045. And uh, we have to build a, we, they have to build a hydrogen production and delivery network uh, that displaces uh, 3 million gallons of diesel fuel, for example. Because we're also talking about uh, displacing uh, everything that uses uh, natural gas. And if you can think of all the products, and I, you know, my stoves are always natural gas. I hate electric stoves. So to be cooking, now you're cooking with gas. You've heard that phrase. There's a reason for that phrase. So you're going to see some big, big changes. And so I'm going to tell you. Hydrogen fuel, and I've been talking about that for years, touting that for years. Uh, there are one or two cars out there that actually use hydrogen fuel. I think there's one, two places in the state you can actually get hydrogen fuel. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had the first one, a hydrogen fuel vehicle. And BMW had a couple of prototypes. Great cars. Hydrogen works great. It's cool. Can you imagine building the first gas station? The infrastructure has to explode, and that's what's going on. Uh, we end the show on this Thursday morning, November 3rd, and it's a show about the cheating scandal in professional cornholing. And it's a, it is a controversy. And it unfolded in August 
at the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championship in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So here is uh, the issue. Was the number one ranked doubles team in the world using illegal beanbags? Because cornholing is throwing those beanbags through that little hole on a board. It's like uh, what you do at county fairs and game areas at uh, Chuck E. Cheese's where you just want to make that beanbag go into that hole. And so here is uh, the illegality. Devon Harbaugh uh, lodged a complaint against his rivals, Mark Richards and Philip Lopez, the other doubles team. And he said, I thought the bags were too thin. Now, come on, it's cornholing. $15,000 was at risk in a game where these players were playing. And uh, you toss bags of resin Uh, resin beads into a small hole in slanted boards 27 feet apart. That's cornholing. Uh, The entire cornhole world was watching live. It was covered by ESPN. Of course, ESPN would be covering the World Champions Cornhole Contest, naturally. And uh, here was the complaint covered live. The officials are now uh, huddled. Uh, there's, spawn, there's banners right above where the officials are huddling. One is for Johnsonville Sausage Products. The other one for Bush's Baked Beans. I mean, this is sponsorship on a high level. And it was true. The bags were not regulation size. They're too small, the color commentator, Mark Pryor, said of the Cornhole Contest. Uh, this is going to create some drama. Uh, well, it gets better than that. So Lopez and Richards asks the officials to check their opponent's bags. Now, both sides are screaming, uh, you didn't comply, fraud, uh, cheating. And it turns out that both of the sides had bags that were not in compliance. They were not necessarily cheating, but not. it's like getting a baseball or a football that's the wrong size. It's almost like, the ball gate, but not quite deflate ball gate. And so um, this has become known. This incident is now famous to fans. This is bag gate. And boy, what a controversy it has uh, started. Oh, it's game started in the backyard, but it has since become now a professional thing. Uh, so new regulations are now in the mix. There's talks, uh, talk of a crackdown to root out those iffy bags uh, and uh, it's an evolving sport. So it's gone from fun and games in the backyard to a cutthroat sport like any other. One commentator uh, wrote um, on the uh, Cornhole Facebook page, uh, or actually the Addicted to Cornhole Facebook page, 85,000 members. I think it's funny to believe anybody would believe it. It's all friendship. No way. Uh, Cornhole is growing, now has big-name sponsors, Serious athletes. Uh, the association now uh, has 155,000 members. That's up from 125,000 in one year. I mean, this is pretty impressive stuff. So, what's this all about? Well, if you get a lighter, thinner bag, that's an advantage. So, some players boil their bags, wash them them with vinegar to try to make them more pliable. 
Others are bringing out the sandpaper, the hammers, the rubber mallets, because these are little resin balls inside. And if you smash them up, they get smaller, and uh, then they're more pliant. They can be thrown easier, thrown with more accuracy. One player uh, puts plywood over his bag and drives over it. Um, so uh, the official cornhole bag is six by six inches. When laid flat, weighs 16 ounces. All right. Problem is, it's too easy to cheat. So uh, there was a one-hour delay as the officials were trying to figure out what happened. And since so many were cheating, they decided no one was cheating. And it went on as scheduled. And now you're going to see big changes come in the world of uh, cornhole, cornholing. Why? Well, uh, because... You know, ball players aren't allowed to make their own balls. The pitchers don't bring their own baseballs. That's what's going to happen with cornholing. Great story. Didn't even know it's a thing. Gary Shannon uh, at uh, News and Brews at uh, BJ's Restaurant and Bar in Burbank today from 10 to I, 2. Hey, guys. Hey, I don't know if I want to touch this whole cornhole players can't make their own balls conversation. It's good, isn't it? I'll let Gary get into that. Gary! Me? Yeah. yeah. No. You ever no. played? You nope. Ever- Ever played cornhole? Yes. Okay. Um, we're not going to get near it's that one America. either. It's America. Everyone has played cornhole at least once in their life. Uh, actually, I don't know if I have. I guess I have. Yeah. Yeah, I have. So what's going on today? You guys are at the uh, BJ's Brewhouse, one of my yes, favorite, one of my favorite places. Already a wonderful crowd out here at BJ's, but plenty of space, plenty of parking. Come on down. It's going to be a lot of fun. We already have people ordering wings. We've already got, uh, although I don't see any brews yet, which is fine. We're at the water and uh, coffee portion of our day. Okay, well, it's on the way. It's on the way. So another big party <laughs> here at BJ's in Burbank. Come stop by. There is parking, but if you need more of uh, the Black Angus next door has a huge parking lot. Yeah. Gigantic. <clears throat> yeah, and I want to point out, and I know I don't like to push for specific, but my favorite thing at BJ's is that pizza they have. It's just oh, incredible. Yeah. We've put down a lot of that. I love it. All right, guys, have a good time. And for those of you that uh, want to stop by, it's right here in Burbank. Uh, it's at the uh, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House in Burbank today, starting in just a moment at 2 p.m. As you know, uh, I'm just up the street, uh, so please don't stop by because I have no desire to see you. But Gary and Shannon do. And guys, you have a good show. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, this is KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.